Hi, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And, and this, this is, is Talking, Talking Lion. Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversations. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion. And throughout our career as songwriters and producers, we've had the opportunity to work with so many incredible rising artists. Talking Lion is about hitting record on the conversations we've had with our musical friends and collaborators to get a glimpse into what their life's been like and where it's going. A few reminders before we start. Firstly, we now have a Patreon for fans of the show to show their support and help keep the show going. As a Patreon subscriber, not only will you earn rewards, but you'll also gain exclusive access to a chat room in our Discord server. Here you can talk with us and even suggest questions for our guests. Go to patreon.com slash talkinglion to subscribe. We appreciate your support. As we mentioned, we also have a Discord server that's become a sort of community hub for Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. We're very active on there and very eager to talk to you about who you are on the show and how you feel about the new episodes, as well as just talking about life. So yeah, come through and you can talk with us. You can make some new friends, share your art, and share your memes. Go to sleepinglionmusic.com slash discord to join our server. We hope to see you there. Quick announcement. You can now vote for Talking Lion for the 16th annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Your vote could get us nominated and we can even win an award for this show. Your support and that recognition would mean the world to us. So please go to podcastawards.com to vote for Talking Lion in the music category. Lastly, our face is on a shirt. We have shirts now for Talking Lion with our faces on them. If you want to wear us on your shirt, buy a shirt. It helps support the show and it shows your friends that you like Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. You can find these shirts on our website, sleepinglionmusic.com slash store. Pro tip. Patreon supporters of the Honorary Lion tier or higher will get a free shirt. Now back to the show. We recorded this episode with our good friend London Mars. We went to college with London Mars, so we've known her for years. We've gone to parties together, sessions together, and songwriting camps together. We actually recorded this interview in person. London Mars is currently working on her next record and is about to release her new single, Fool For You. Throughout the years, London Mars has remained one of the most thoughtful artists that we've known. Musically, we appreciate her journey towards finding her authentic sound. And personally, we appreciate her friendship so much. On some of my toughest days, I knew I could call London to go painting and talk about life. I'm glad we finally got a chance to hit record on one of our conversations. So, without further ado. I'm London Mars, and this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's going really well. Thank you for having me. Of How course. are you guys? Of course. Good. It's good to see you like it's... in person. <laughs> I yeah. know. It's been like forever. How have you guys been? We've been good. We were no. just like catching yeah. up before like actually taping this and yeah. we've been busy, which is good. Busy is good. We've all been busy <laughs> in the apocalypse. In the apocalypse. We we did see each other very like briefly yeah. distant and masked. To paint. We have yes. a we have a standing painting appointment. We do. We have our <laughs> ritual. It's very nice. Like usually I'll bring a couple of paints, like some watercolors or acrylic, and we'll sit and paint. It's really nice. It was like my yeah. New Year's resolution in 2020 to paint. And I was like, mm-hmm. when you were when you you would sometimes like post that you were painting, I'm just like, okay, would it be weird paint. if I like tried to paint? Like I'm really <laughs> bad at painting. I, I'm terrible too. No, it's more therapeutic and it's yeah. just nice to catch up. Yeah. It's I mean, the joy it, of painting. Exactly. It's that's, the joy of what it Bob, is. It's Bob Ross. It's Bob it's Ross. The joy of <laughs> Exactly. Painting has taught me so much about uh, making big decisions. And like <laughs> the thing about painting that's very different from music is that when you make a decision, 
you're kind of stuck with it. Like I'm so used to mm. working in technology that like you can always command Z something <laughs> when you're painting. It's just like, well, I have to roll with the punches here. Like I've made a bad choice yep. and now I have to like find a way to make it better. Exactly. I have a hard time with painting because like if it's not like perfect, mm -hmm. I get really like messed up and I love art and like the imperfections of art. I just don't love the imperfections of my art. Like I, yes. I work very linearly. Like podcast <laughs> editing is linear. Like I feel like songwriting oftentimes is linear and I yeah. just can't. I just can't be like, I don't understand people who do like, oh, okay, so now we're doing this top layer and that's going to mean something later, but it doesn't mean anything now. I can't. I, right. My brain does not work that way. Like that no, that's, yeah, I definitely <laughs> enjoy our painting sessions. But um, yeah, haven't painted in a while, but um, been doing other art stuff, obviously. Like we were listening to it before. We got, we got the sneak peek. <laughs> we did get the sneak peek. Yes, to the London Mars experience. Thank you um, for listening. We uh we all go really way back, which yeah. is like really cool. Uh, yeah. Like we knew you back when you way were Kaylee. Back. Right. <laughs> way back, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, we all went to school together. Um, yeah. You were a year younger than us. Two years. Two. Two. Yeah. Um, but we all wound up at the same parties. And I stuff. know. It's super nice. <laughs> Do we wind up like hanging a lot at school, or like I feel like we hung with like similar groups of people, yeah, but never did. like one on one. Never really one on one until like I was out in LA for a summer, like yeah. doing sessions and stuff before I left Berkeley. And then I feel like that's kind of when like we really started like connecting more so. Because we wrote with Alex Veltri. Yeah. And yeah. we did like that session in this very <laughs> in house. This, in this space. Uh, it Wait, was that so has funny. more furniture had, now. <laughs> had no, we had just moved in here and Noah wasn't even here. Yeah, I was back time. in no. Boston at the time. Exactly. So we were all just like, literally there was a keyboard in the center of the room mm -hmm. and that was it. Like there was no like furniture. chairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If anything, I remember one person just standing the whole time. So yeah. it's possible we only had two chairs. We were yeah. circulating There, there was a period in this room where there was just a mattress on the floor as well. Oh, just yeah, for a yeah. I wasn't bit. here for that period. Okay. But, yeah. it, was, it was a good time though. <laughs> we, we, were, we were between mattresses. We were trying mm -hmm. to figure out what to do, what with, to do. with an errant mattress. It was yeah. it was around the time when, uh, when we, we didn't want to get rid of things because we weren't sure if we would one day need the things. Right, yeah. We just held on to every classic scrap. Of, it was like, all yeah. very fraught. <laughs> well, I think it's the classic being in your 20s and like any piece of furniture you get, yeah. it's like, this is mine and I will cherish it, even yeah. if it's literal trash. Like, yes. like, like I will take every couch yeah. from the sidewalk. Yeah. I don't care. No. Until I'm 28. If there's yeah. a couch on the sidewalk, it's it's here. Yeah. Buying it's a couch is such a luxury. This this is the nicest thing we've. This couch we're, the couch we're currently sitting on is the nicest thing. And here's the thing, like we, like we've bought. It's a gray couch. Mm -hmm. Like it is. It is. You it's know, a very nice it's, couch. But it's not like a nice couch. Like if you were to walk into the to like somebody's like house and they had this couch, your first thought wouldn't necessarily be like. Oh, that's a nice. Yeah, like, you'd be fancy like that is couch. functionally that, <laughs> that's a, that satisfies the requirements of being a couch. This poor couch. <laughs> no, we love this couch. We love this couch. <laughs> this couch we has we, been we bled for this couch. Yeah. Oh my god. No, almost died. I almost died on the highway for this couch. <laughs> oh my god. But I'm just saying, like, this is an average couch, and it was everything. It was every yeah. dollar we had in our bank account there you go. at the time. <laughs> Classic. Uh, when did you wind up moving out here? So I actually moved to LA like August 2019. So I've been here for almost two years. Um, oh, yeah, but I first moved or lived in. Time flies. Yeah, time really does fly. Like <laughs> I can't believe it's almost been two years. But um, yeah, it's been pretty great so far. Like just getting back into the swing of things and um, just met some cool people so far and working. 
I don't know why this is such a clear memory in my head, mm-hmm. but I do know for an absolute fact that you're from Oklahoma. I am. Right. Um, I am from Oklahoma. Because I, I remember, I think one of the first times we ever hung mm-hmm. out, it was yeah. like almost accidental because I was like, yeah. a, you know, sort of designated driver of the, of our friend group. Yeah. And you were the last one like on the on the line. So we wound up like driving around like Studio City, like all yeah, around that did. area. We just did. like just like catching up and talking about I, like, yeah. yeah. And it ended up being this whole that We like walked around for a really long time and like we talked about pretty much everything from honestly just everything but yeah um and i was just like and i think the first thing you're like i'm like where are you from you were like yeah i'm from oklahoma i'm like wait you're not like, from california wait, actually i get that a lot like yeah. i feel like everybody mm. thinks that i'm from california and then i tell them that i'm from oklahoma and they're like wait what like they've never met a person from oklahoma it's we, like it's like being from outer space or something we've met one person from oklahoma and that's it's, and it's, and the it's, typical it's, answer they've only met like one other person it's really uh mckenzie yeah, Ma- like Ma- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah she was on the um she's a you guys are podcast alumni ah cool tell tell me about oklahoma because all i know about oklahoma is from the musical oklahoma is it anything oh, like that <laughs> Like, do you have Can weird I be honest, dream I've never seen the musical. That's so valid. <laughs> I've literally never seen the it. The only reason I, I've so seen everybody it. Everybody asked me that. Only reason I've seen it is because I took a history of musical theater class oh, at Berkeley and I had to watch like a performance of it. Yeah. I think I watched the Hugh Jackman one. The only reason fun. I've okay. seen it is because I had a friend who was in it and I'm a very good friend. Like, yeah, I, like Oklahoma is to, to sit through musical. Oklahoma when your friend is in the ensemble is a huge oh, ask. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I've never seen it. I don't know what it's about. I'm sure it's great. Um, it's about like Oklahoma. Farming. <laughs> Farm- and like love. There's and be- like a beautiful love mornings. Triangle. I think that's like, beautiful that pretty days. sums it up. Okay. To be honest. I mean, like most like, things, it's about capitalism. Like it's really about like, about there's like the whole thing with the traveling salesman. And, the, and isn't oh. that the whole thing that he like doesn't have enough money to like. I think you're overestimating how much I remember of the musical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, all that just went like right over my head. <laughs> yeah. Frontier times. Yeah. Making it work. That, that I feel like would have to sum it up. Like I would spend summers just like at my grandparents' house and they live in a very, very small town, like in Snyder, Oklahoma. Very, very small. And it's very like flat and just like small town vibes, Southern hospitality, just Mm. like welcoming people. But I feel like in comparison to like LA, like anytime that I go home, I'm like, hey guys, like (laughs) what's new? Not much. Like things kind of move a bit slower and it's it's a nice kind of break sometimes and it has a like special place in my heart. But honestly, that's kind of about it. I Were there like. tornadoes? Lots of tornadoes. Was that oh, scary? Wow. Tornado season is May. Um, Kind of scary. Like we had a tornado bunker in my backyard. Whoa, so there's wow. that. And like they can be very devastating to neighborhoods like town over from us more because I'm from Norman, Oklahoma. Got hit really hard one year. And yeah, it was like pretty bad. But um, yeah, other than that, like it's a great place if you want to like have a slow kind of easy paced life and raise a family but but not for you i'm out here running (laughs) around in circles just like trying to be as crazy as possible so would you say like having grown up with that sort of slow pace kind of like turned that engine on like hyper speed when you got here because i feel (laughs) new york was really really fast paced yeah and then when we moved to la i was just going at what i felt was a normal pace but was fast for la i would say because like I was in Boston for like those couple years, oh, like true. three years, that was probably the biggest shock of like going from what I felt was a bit slower paced to then moving to the East Coast, which I feel like to me, at least Boston was pretty fast paced. But then moving to LA, like 
that didn't feel like a big transition to me going from East Coast to West Coast. The like going from Oklahoma to Boston felt like really big to me. I think yeah. Berkeley is is kind of a little like you got a little cult- culture shock yourself. I yeah I you know yeah. for me going to Boston was the first time I ever lived in America, even though like I am mm-hmm. American. So like I just had to get used to like what that was like. Yeah. But I think also yeah I think. Berkeley is a nice little microcosm of the music industry. And especially if you do something like Hot 100, like you're really doing a version of what it's like to be out in LA. So I Mm -hmm. think once you get experience to that, that is the biggest like learning experience. Like doing Hot 100 for me was the biggest. Were you guys in the Hot 100 class together? No, I don't think we ever were. I think think you were like a couple years or like a year after. Yeah, I was. But that was definitely like the crash course. And then coming to LA was, was, yeah, like a pretty smooth transition, all things considered. Yeah, I'd actually have to say pretty smooth. I I think I had a much harder time going from... Mm -hmm like New York, Boston to yeah. LA than, yeah. than I did New from York New York to Boston. Boston. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, Cause New Definitely. York, New York to Boston was like, That's like pretty this much pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. If anything, like I missed bagels, Yeah, you know, and that Solid was about bagels. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was replaced by like Amelia's chimichangas. Like, Oh, there we go. <laughs> I forgot about Shout that. out Jacob and his, uh, uh literally <laughs> his love for the burritos at Amelia's. His borderline oh, so fanatic. Zealous love for oh Amelia's taqueria. But also sort of speaking of Jacob, like yeah. when, when you did visit, we wrote the song called Just Another. Yes, we did. Um, I don't want to be just another lover to you. I don't want to be just a hit and run. I felt you left in the background. Say we're friends. You let me down. Uh, I don't think it ever came out. It hasn't. No, it did not come out. But I played it at all of my live shows. I love seeing Jacob do it. And, and like yeah, the drums he on it. It goes so yeah. hard. It's so great. It's like one of my favorite songs to play live. And yeah, like that was a great session for me. Just like to kind of dip my toes into well, the LA pool. And it was so fun to like just get to know you and Alex as, yeah. as writers. Because now, I mean, you both are doing incredible things. Um, Alex Veltri is yeah. crushing it in her crushing own it. right. And but just like because we had hung out all of us so mm-hmm. often when you finally like cross the threshold to write, yeah. it's very oftentimes people don't know this, but like writer friends don't tend to write with each other as often as you would think. Yeah. I, I was friends with Alex and Eden for like a year and a half before we even like, <laughs> like got into a session. Yeah. Right. Um, same goes for like Grappari and Alex Venegas mm-hmm. asked us for like two years before yeah. or two and a half years before we finally like got in a room with yeah. him. And now he's like our favorite person to write with. Right. So yeah, it's just, you know, it was nice it to like time. finally like get in a room yeah. and like write it. Pausing the podcast to shout out our sponsor, New Wave. No, I've been drinking coffee my entire life. You know, as a, as a Roman, same. As a New Yorker, absolutely. It's our birthright. It's our birthright. We came out of the womb drinking coffee. Fully caffeinated. And the thing is, is that we're not getting any younger. That's true. And we're not getting any less anxious. Oh, man, that's true, too. I'll say I have loved coffee my whole life, but lately it hasn't really been agreeing with me. How so? Unfortunately, when I drink coffee now, I just start feeling very agitated, very anxious. I've been looking around for alternatives that don't make my heart just beat out of my chest while I'm in the middle of working. And that's how we stumbled upon New Wave. New Wave's Flow State Coffee is an organic ground coffee meant to lower anxiety, improve brain function, and support creativity. 
With L-theanine and raw cacao, flow state coffee is meant to feel like a cup of hot chocolate or tea while giving the energy of coffee. And now through Talking Lion, you can try a couple cups of your own. If you go to their website, newwave.co, that's N-O-O wave.co, you can use the code BREWINGLION for 10% off your first order. We hope you get a creative boost and find your flow state. Now back to the show. What's been really exciting is watching the evolution of the London Mars Project. Thank you. Because <laughs> I feel like we've caught you at like almost like every era of like you your have. artistry and stuff. <laughs> you have. But this feels like you've dialed into something really, yeah. really special. Thank There's you. almost like like a influence of what we all kind of grew up listening to, like the Avril mm-hmm. Lavigne kind of like levels of pop punk. But and also just the frustration of like living through, you know, yeah. uh, the last 10 years, <laughs> right. you know. Very the much, the, yeah. uh, the apocalypse, etc. You know, and yes. also just dating the apocalypse that is dating in your twenties. Also, <laughs> that I feel like I write a lot about like my personal life, and that's just splattered all within those songs. But, what What yeah. inspired the shift? Like, what What sort of made you realize? Yeah. Like, take a song like Crazy. How do you get yeah. from like crazy to like full for you? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I would just say a lot of life experience, a lot of personal experience, just like sitting with myself, getting to know myself a lot more. Um. When I was in Boston after I released Crazy, which was like from an, a different project, I was living by myself. And I think like I lived by myself for like pretty much like a year and a half. And I mean, that sounds kind of dumb, but I just would be like sitting with myself like a shit ton, writing by myself like every night, like sitting alone with myself and just thinking about like, who the fuck am I? So I think all of that kind of introspection, I was just like unhappy with like how I was releasing music and what I was talking about and the sound kind of in a way. And I wanted something that just felt more like me. So I would say that that kind of led to the shift a little bit along with personal experiences where I felt like that kind of like the things that I went through, like they needed a home because the sound is more aggressive now. And I think like that stuff just needed to come out. Yeah. I remember one time you and I went to the Bourgeois Pig. Yes. And we got we got coffee and oh, um, it was like late coffee. It was like a, it, like a midnight it was coffee. coffee. But it was like literally midnight. <laughs> right. And then we stayed there until two in the morning. Yeah, talking that, that about place is like everything. a bar. Everything. It was insane. And like that. I had never done something like that. Well, it was so fun. And I think that like what, what hit me was like, Oftentimes at, at Berkeley, you get one of two things and there's no middle ground. There yeah. is what you see is what you get. Yeah. And like, holy shit, what you see is like the tip of the <laughs> iceberg. And then there's all this whatever. And I remember yeah. one of the things that we like bonded over was that there was so much like shit we were scared of and like yeah. angry about and mm-hmm. like processing and getting yeah. over. And and actually one of the things we talked about too was that it was hard to express that in the music. Yeah. Because we think, oh, well, somebody wants to hear this or somebody wants to hear that. Yeah. So when you try to put like how you're feeling into a box for somebody else. Doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work. fucking work. So it's like really exciting to hear this yeah. project because it's it's you. It's like, yeah, and it's I'm so a little bit pissed. It's very pissed. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to put it out if I'm going to be honest. But yeah, I'm glad that comes across. Absolutely. Well, I think about, um, so we did at the top of 2020, we did yeah. a camp together in oh. Joshua Tree. Yes, we did. Uh, uh, one, when like you played some of the songs that you wrote. It was yeah. crazy because that was our first sort of hint at like mm-hmm. that like darkness and then yeah. like that like, you know, a bit off the beaten path, like left yeah. of pop. Although now I guess post Olivia Rodrigo, 
pop has veered we're, left we're, again. We're, we're really, really living we're, in, the, in we're this living emo revival. Yeah, we really are. I feel like Indie the song, rock. the song we wrote together at the yeah. camp was kind of like a transitional fossil. It was because we there, were headed in that direction. We were, there, there were moments that was the first. I was like, oh, let me like try to make this pre-chorus a little bit more like pop punk with like the yeah. distorted guitars. As exactly. like we were sort of that's the one the pre-chorus that rises. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna splice it in. I love it so much. Yeah. But even that, like, I feel like you hadn't zeroed in on like what you wanted to sound like, and then yeah. it, it still had all those elements of like clean, yeah. like squeaky clean pop. And now you've completely yeah. embraced this other side, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, the Joshua Tree Camp was really wild too. That was a big oh. transitional moment for for us, yeah, like, both mm -hmm. personally and as a project. Yeah, because we were, I think, writing. We were starting to write our angry shit. Yeah, and also coming to terms with like breakups and mental health and yeah. like all that stuff. Yeah, um, and then the pandemic, and then <laughs> right. Yeah, the start yeah. of 2020, it was crazy. But that was, I mean, that, that camp that was camp incredible. Really, it was such a yeah. good group of people. Solid. It was just such a fun, it was one of those, I think there's really nothing better than going to a place and writing songs with your friends. No. Like it truly is one of the greatest highs that we yeah. get to experience. It's As like up people, there with yeah. like performing to like a beautiful crowd of people. Like it's, yeah. it's one of the things that keeps me in this game is chasing being, being able to do stuff like that yeah. as, as often as possible. And do you remember when like we all played the songs at the end oh, and we were yeah. all like singing along to the choruses yeah. and was, just like, yeah, uh, that was, was a just, moment. It was so very hype. special. Moment. I miss that. I feel like yeah. we're, we're almost at the point where like it's safe almost to do there. that stuff. Yeah, you know, almost there. I'm and, very excited and leave it to Grappari to cultivate I that kind of like crew again. You know, I know. <laughs> I love her. I love her. Legends. Legends only. Legends oh, only. Legends. So funny. <laughs> Pausing the podcast to remind you that we have a Patreon that you can subscribe to if you want to support the show. If you're enjoying this episode, but you're thinking that you've got a burning question for an artist, or you just want to talk with us, or maybe you just want to mug with our faces, our Patreon's the way to go. So go to patreon.com slash talking lion to subscribe. Now back to the show. So you do, you you have, you have a new record. I do. Like, yeah, I do. Um, I'm very excited. So I am thinking fool for you is going to be the next thing that you hear from me. And I'm very, very excited. Just it's so, really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. But yeah, I'm sitting on a lot of stuff right now. I'm just excited to put it out. I know you're a lyric person. Is there, I'm like, very much is a, there lyric a, person. a line in Fool for You that like really like opens up the song for you? <laughs> I would say <laughs> my favorite line from that song would probably be from like the pre-chorus around the line where it's like, thinking about you with her makes my cheeks hot. Just because, mm -hmm. like, whenever I think about, like, a person that, like, I like or that I'm, like, in love with or something, like, being with another person, like, I get, like, anxiety and, like, makes my cheeks hot. So, yeah, that's probably my fair line. I, I always think that, like, 
it's so interesting how there's like a, a bit of a game around not getting like jealous. Like I think yeah. that there's mm. a, a toxic masculinity section of jealousy that like yeah. very much fuck that. But like I think outside of that, when it's like, oh well, don't get jealous. I'm like, but I'm like being human. Like je- jealousy means you care I that know, like you're like you. and also that like, you have baggage and like trust things yeah. from the past. Like exactly. it, it's what makes you the person you are. So I like I like that line a yeah. lot. My ears get Sorry. get hot. That's the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you feel it. It's um, kind of funny. And then uh we also heard we heard uh mm-hmm. nice girls. Yes, you did. I really like that. I'm glad you like it. I'm excited about Is there that. a line there that you really like? Probably from the second verse. Um I kind of just go off on this tangent cuz nice girls is more of a song that is just about I guess like not necessarily feeling like good enough because of your baggage. So you're like, oh God, this person is so great. Like they would be better off dating like a nice person <laughs> and not someone with all this shitty baggage. So yeah, probably like <laughs> you're sensitive and I'm a bitch been known to <laughs> laugh at funerals. It's my favorite. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a really yeah. line. Yeah, we, I think we both snapped on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we did the poetry snap, you yeah. know? Well, Little, yeah, little snap. little snaps. And then the, I think the last one you showed us, uh, we were mm-hmm. all like losing our shit about <laughs> Gum My yeah. Sneaker. That's gotta be, yeah, I'm so, that one's like my heart's favorite. Cause that's like, that's, like, that's like, like, a ba- like they all have badass vibes, but this is like really don't fuck with me badass vibes. It's a little like, like yeah. This, <laughs> Gum My Sneakers is just about, it's literally that. It's like a boy that's fucking stuck to your shoe, like mm. bad piece of gum that you just stepped on on the street. It's like, he won't go away. Even though you told him you're not interested, I feel like everybody's gone through something similar. And yeah, um, not sure. I don't or know. have been the gum. Or have been the gum. <laughs> I, I've been both. I've been the sneaker yeah. and I've been the gum. Right, so, no, exactly. In this life, you have to be the gum or the sneaker. Be, you got to go through both yeah. to understand <laughs> and like you'll get through it. But um, yeah, honestly, I just think like the chorus is my favorite just because it it's very nostalgic. It makes me happy because it's like my childhood and I'm a very just nostalgic person in general. Well, we've been leaning into the nostalgia ourselves yeah. and just like o- oftentimes what we've been listening to lately have been things that have been nostalgia inspired yeah. right. or are actually just like I've been listening to a ton of say anything because that's what I mm. grew up listening to. Yeah. And then you'll find that we do gang vocals on our stuff yeah. because that's what is it's- in the, you know. So yeah, I I, I, I love that. And and. Yeah. I like the chorus so much <laughs> that literally after it ended, I, like my only <laughs> note was like, "Can we have more? Can you have another chorus. another chorus, please?" Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. Um, so, I was actually talking to Benedict and Salem about this the the other day. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you've gotten your bandwidth for new music has decreased drastically, especially in the pandemic? Um, yes. Like I, I personally feel like so much more of what I've been listening to is like my nostalgia playlist. That is 100% I think we just, correct. There's like a certain comfort food kind yeah. of thing where you just want to listen to the music that made you. And it's also, yeah. I think, an important part of becoming the artist that you're meant to be is acknowledging yeah. your influences and caring less about what's happening now on the charts <laughs> and caring yeah. more about like what's in your what's in your heart and what's in your past. Well, and yeah. if I may just like piggyback all that for, for a second, it's that like our job is to write the songs that hopefully people will find nostalgic. Like, I think that there's, there's kind of Mm -hmm. like, and we were talking about this on the Michigander episode. There is a bit of an anxiety. I think that I'm feeling from a lot of songwriters and a Mm -hmm. lot of artists, like put out the summer jam more than any other summer, because like, this is hot girl summer. Like this is like the first summer. It's Vax girl summer. This is like the first, um, post pandemic and and hopefully only post pandemic, uh, (laughs) summer that we experienced. So this, these songs aren't just, 
another like, summer jam. Yeah. These are the songs that you'll remember reconnecting with your friends and partying on the beach again. And like, these are the songs that are going to be like way more significant than any summer, yeah. you know, has been yeah. just by the context. So mm-hmm. I, but with that said, I feel like a lot of the new music that comes out doesn't connect with me a ton because what connects with me is what I used to listen to, like the sort of nostalgia aspect. So I can't like, you know, speed down the highway, um, just like jamming out to, to something and screaming and singing along with like that feeling of like catharsis or whatever, but we're supposed to be writing the things that they do Mm -hmm. that for. So I think that to connect, listen to old music and connect Mm. with that experience then helps like find a path to translating that into new music. Yeah. And also yeah. I think trains your ear to find what you could like about the new stuff. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Like there, like, you know, uh, there are plenty of people, some people we've had on the podcast so I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. because, because I've been finding like the little gems and the nostalgia that yeah. we're all trying to tap into. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, but enough of my piggyback. How do you, <laughs> how do you feel about it? I mean, I would just like, I a hundred percent agree because I feel like during the pandemic, I really like kind of just reverted back to like not the last time I felt happy but like my as a child like what I listened to like Mm -hmm. when I felt like that freedom of like listening to something for the first time and just like feeling that intense just like wanting to go do something insane and that for me is like the type of stuff that I'm making now and it excites me and it makes it's like that kind of home that freedom for me of like this sound that I'm that I have but I don't I don't really feel the pressure of like the summer song necessarily. I definitely understand it because you're right. Like it's that that summer song um, and people are going to remember this summer because of like the last year because it's been incredibly devastating. But I think like if you can just figure out how to connect to yourself and like put that out, then you just got to do that. Don't think about the pressure. Well, and I think yeah. I think just like throughout throughout listening to you know, the demos of yeah. your next project. It sounds like you. Thanks. And like, hopefully when we showed you our stuff, it sounds yeah. like us. Like, yeah. um, Definitely. one of the things that I'll never forget is like the first time I listened to like Bon Iver's music yeah. and how, you know, a song like Perth, yeah. I was just like sobbing, exactly. you know, <laughs> when like the horns come in and all that, whatever. And, and I showed you one of, one of our songs and I looked over and you were, you were tearing up. Yeah. It's like, right. And I, I was like, I was like, cool. That's the intended effect. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so, totally fucking worked. You were like, you were like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm like, no, like, that's oh, that's a, that's that's everything I need to know about the first mm-hmm. time. Listen. Yeah. We we actually we, we talk about this some not on the podcast. We talk about this a lot just between us, which is that I think the most tragic part about mm-hmm. like making music is that I would argue one of the most important experiences somebody could have with a song is hearing it for the first time. Yeah. And it's the only thing we're not allowed to have. Yeah. yeah. The closest we get is like that moment that you make it. But then even then, yeah. it's like a half-finished idea and you spend months perfecting the idea and by then you're sick of it. Yeah. And you'll never get back to that place mm-hmm. when you first had that spark. And even then... It's that's gonna be a different experience than just hearing consuming it, consuming it for the first time without any kind of baggage. Any kind yeah. of context. I have to say, like after I finished a session or something, or like we kind of like finished an idea or whatever. My favorite fucking thing, and I know like other people feel like this too because they've told me, but whenever like you get the little bounce and then you play it in your car on the yeah. way home, like mm-hmm. I don't know, nothing kind of beats that because I just turn it all the way up. When well, I get down. that with him. He doesn't yeah. get to, he doesn't get that. He in the doesn't reverse. get that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but Damn. So, but I do. Well, I guess like when you get like my piano demos back when we were sort of doing things yeah. remotely 
But um, yeah, like yeah. when I when I hear back his demo, I, I get to have the crying yeah. moment for a moment. Yeah, you know, moment. I love listening to things a hundred times too. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'll be the first to say, like if I like a song that we're working on, yeah. I'm not listening to Spotify for a week. I'm exactly. I'm biking around listening to yeah. our and I just listen to it a hundred yeah. times, and I feel like. If I can't stop listening, I don't know. I get like a certain feeling and I'm like, okay, this is how I know that like I, I fucked this. It's one of those things that I feel like is very hard to talk about because, because when, <laughs> it's some, weird. when someone asks, oh, what have you been listening to lately? Myself. If, if you say, oh, I've actually been listening to my own records pretty much exclusively. Like I feel like artists might understand that. Yeah. But like other, like people, other people might be like, like really? Like, really? Like, like like oh I, I still God. I still haven't listened to I won't say what specific artists, but there are a number of artists mm-hmm. that like in our profession I should be listening to because yes. they are moving the pop yeah. zeitgeist. Uh, but no, I'm just too busy listening to our fucking demos. Right. Yeah, honestly, same. <laughs> but in a way, that's us doing our job. Like, yeah, in a way, that's, that's us living in our. I think living in your in own our sound, art yeah. is important. I think you have to yeah. distance yourself from it sometimes. Like yeah, you can't I'm just like, listen to your music. But I think I, agree. I think there's an important part of the process that is yeah. living in your own art. Yeah. Have you been working with the same producer on all the songs? Because there is a co- cohesive sound to it. Thank you. Um, I would yes. So for most of like the songs that I have so far, I've been working with the same producer, Chris Lawrence, um, same writer, uh, her name's Monroe. Um, and it's kind of just been like a really, really nice team. Um, Cause what we kind of did, we just like booked out like a week. We just wrote as much as possible. Next week, I recorded all of them. Week after that, went back in, wrote more. Next week, recorded the rest of them. So it was like Very really cool. like back to back, back to back. And it was just really great to kind of have their insight because, you know, they've been doing this professionally <laughs> and they're fantastic. So um, I'm just super grateful that I've been able to work with them. So it's yeah, like they've been smashing it. Gel we like just so gel, well. Yeah, yeah, definitely gel really well. So that for most of the songs, it's been the three of us working on them. And then for a couple other two, like Fool For You and then Misery Love, I worked with two different producers. Lilacs from Berkeley, oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mike Pappas that I met my manager well that's actually like one of the things that we always try to like stand by is you know and we work with plenty of people but it's always really exciting when we could be like the team for somebody yeah Yeah. and that's happened on occasion it's been really nice like because because then it's not about like you know fees then it's it's not not about like like, does this one song get this cut or does one song get this playlist it's about like can we craft the whole project yeah 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 because then you, then you get the, that experience of of creating a sound, which we don't get to do necessarily for Sleeping mm-hmm. Lion anymore, which is why we solo project it out you. so right. much. <laughs> we just love making different sounds. And yeah, I'm like addicted to so it almost. fucking sick. Like, oh, okay, that's, I that, cried. That's very nice. That, thank you. Like, you literally you. got me thank to you. cry today. Like, what? I never cried. But you didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. Like, I got my makeup and everything. And I'm just sitting in the corner crying. Like, what? <laughs> but hey, we were, jam- we were jamming out to it's your fine. thing. So that's just... Just like that's you know, but it's it's it mutual mutual admiration and appreciation. Yeah, really good stuff. <laughs> Stop in the podcast to shout out one of our sponsors, The Truffleist. Noah, you like to cook. I do like to cook. You're actually very good at cooking. I'd say I'm decent. But I think that the thing about cooking that you have taught me is that flavor 
is everything. Truly. You got to bring in little flavors that you wouldn't expect. And one of my favorite flavors is the taste of truffles. A great flavor. But we are so lucky to have the Truffless as a sponsor for Talking Lion. Founded by Jimmy Coons and based in Long Island City, Queens, the Truffless creates artfully handcrafted truffle products of the highest quality and flavor. While their truffles are imported from the countrysides of Italy, France, and Spain, they proudly source many of their base ingredients locally from small farms and artisanal producers. They offer a variety of truffle products, from truffle oil and truffle butter, to truffle salami and honey, to even truffle hot sauce. I love truffle hot sauce. They've also recently launched cheesesteaks by the Truffleist, so keep an eye out for pop-ups in your area. So bring the taste of truffle into your life. Go to truffleist.com, that's T-R-U-F-F-L-E-I-S-T.com to place your first order. Now back to the show. I was saying before we started uh, the episode that... One of the times we hung out, we oh we painted <laughs> and then we we walked around yeah. like your neighborhood. Yes. Um and then went to a Starbucks or something. Okay. And I remember so you you told me your like life plan. Oh no. <laughs> and not only that, you told me like as part of your life plan like the built-in like uh anti-apocalypse <laughs> measures. Oh, like and I think about, especially because that was pre-pandemic, I yeah. think about it constantly. Yeah, like I was you, prepared. You were like, you were like, Nate, I don't know if you know this, but like sperm count is going down and it's continuing to go down. Like, like, it's like, true though. <laughs> like you should probably think about freezing your sperm. And it's like, we're good friends, but like, I've never had a friend tell me to freeze my sperm just before. Out for she you. tells me like it is. And it's just, it exactly. was very, it was I'm a very, very open. I appreciated I it a whole lot. Like, cause I think, of, I think about it. I've looked yeah. up like the price of it. Oh, like, Jesus. It is, I'm so sorry. It is definitely expensive. I got your head. <laughs> it's, no, it's expensive. It's like yeah, $10,000 or something. Yeah. yeah. You gotta like budget, you know, yeah, for it. But it's going down at a crazy rate and I'm not giving, I mean, I'm drinking from a plastic cup right now. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's decreasing as we're talking. <laughs> It's terrifying. Oh my god! I would like to be a dad, so it's I like know. yeah, but not now. You know, so yeah. Anyway, uh, if yeah. anybody listening, your sperm count is going down. Yes. Use our promo code sperm <laughs> sperm fifty yeah. fifty <laughs> to get 50. to get twenty five percent off your your <laughs> sperm, sperm freeze now. <laughs> that would be so funny if that was our next sponsor. <laughs> Sponsored, yeah, an actual clinic. Add them to the list. Fuck yeah! Wow. Use the promo code Ova (laughs) seventy. Freeze your eggs today. Wait, that was actually perfect. When you said that, it sounded like it. It's actually like an ad. Yeah, we should freeze your eggs today. Maybe maybe we should like make like a music music based (laughs) uh, freezing company. I think yeah, like that would like, check off the, the yeah other side. yeah. <laughs> like it's it's, it's it's half a publishing company, half a place to freeze your sperm and eggs. Yes, that works. That totally what, works. What would we what would we call that? No, uh, you know, I, I, I thought, go, I, thought think, go- think, I thought you were I thought you going into a pun for that. No, so. I got nothing. I'm I'm full out. The only, thing I, I had really, the only thing I had is not music related. Just like take a load off. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's perfect though. Take a load. No, off. but that's it is not musical enough. I was I was gonna throw that one in there, but. We're thinking. We're thinking. Yeah, um, We're going to come up with something brilliant. You guys are deep in thought right now. You guys are literally looking out off into the distance, trying to figure out what to name your new sperm freezing publishing company. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> what? Um, what is happening? I think we've already spent way too much brain power on this. Yeah. But 
I will say, if I, if I may, if I may put you on the spot, yeah. would you mind reading some of your oh. life plan? Yeah. Because it's amazing. Like, here's here's the actual thing. I know that we're, like, joking. Yeah. But also, there are some, like, amazing things on there <laughs> that I'm like, wait, like, it is kind of nice to just, like, manifest a little bit. Because that is true. if you get half of what's on your... Person. Yeah. If you yeah. get half of what's on your list, you're living a good life. Yeah, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and you're, like, planting the seeds for stuff. It's almost like you're freezing your eggs of your ideas. Oh, you want me, uh, you want uh, me to read it? I'm scared. So I'm going to hand <laughs> okay, you a list. Okay. I will say, this list, like, is incredibly detailed. I put way too much thought into it. I'm not it gonna, literally is my life plan. I'm not going to say the ages. To, okay, yeah, yeah. But, but it, no it's ages. by It's by year. It, yeah, so. I did it by year it's yeah so like this year or last year whatever is don't die yeah find a manager yeah release five songs at least okay uh get some sort of deal in the books Mm -hmm. uh learn how to rock climb and survive in the wilderness that one was important (laughs) it's very important i can do that i I, I can't and it's made all the difference you know i already failed (laughs) uh have a top uh 50 viral song okay uh (laughs) this year (laughs) (laughs) freeze some eggs Nice. That one is this year, yeah. Sign a deal of some sort. Okay, yeah. Billboard Hot 100. Okay. Charting song. Yeah. Um, open for a big artist. Okay. Uh, play a festival. Yeah. Uh, next year. Yeah, I would like to do. Earn that. an MTV Music Award, yeah. Grammys, some award shit, tour. I just you know yeah. something like that. Uh, following year, become a spokesperson for a signature perfume. Mm. Yeah. What would your signature per- perfume? I already like, have like? one. Okay. So it's um. This is going to... Oh, fuck. I almost hate this. But uh, Chanel Coco Mademoiselle. My mom wears it. So it's actually... It's more of like our thing. So That's it fair. reminds I me of my that. mom. And That's she really always sweet. wore it when I was a kid. And like she would be getting ready for like date night with my dad. And I would like give her a hug. And she would always smell the same. So then I grew up. I wear it now. And that's the only thing I ever wear. So, you know. I, I love... Again, Coco. And eh, Yeah. But... A, yeah. good, a smell that you feel and maybe yeah you can like create your own that like is like something. slightly different like the same but like different yeah and then it'll be it'll be london mars my own yeah. signature scent smell the planets exactly mm. <laughs> that could be cool all right then the following year mm-hmm. try out acting slash be in a movie I don't know. I feel like it could be cool. I think it'd be cool. I'm doing all these, you know, self tape things. Yeah, <laughs> and you're and you're riffing with us, like you exactly. got. Exactly. Yeah. We want to do like voice acting stuff. Yeah. I don't you know. know. I feel like being in like a crazy horror movie would be fun. But like, I'm That'd the first great. person that dies. Like, just a side character, not like the main character. So you're like really playing into like the blonde cast. Yeah, like, like that's fine. Like it doesn't have to be important. Just like I mean, here's the thing: you are either first, like first death or final girl. It could go either way. It could go either way. Or (laughs) first death didn't actually die. Comes Comes back. Comes back. Is the killer. Is the... Oh. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) No, that's sick. Pretty little liar. There we go. Never saw the show. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't either. Um, Following year, get eggs checked. Yeah, that's important. Uh, Following year, solidify a partner. Yeah. I think that's great. You know. Yeah. Solidify. Um, solidify a partner. Solidify a yeah. partner. Freeze them in carbonite. <laughs> Choose the biological clock is ticking. Check eggs. Solidify a partner. <laughs> yeah. Freeze. Freeze like your really partner. Way, freeze your partner. Yeah, solidify them. It's the them. way that it's typed Put that makes carbonite. me sound wild. <laughs> Following year, start a publishing company slash label. Start design line of some sort. I don't know. Something I think that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I said bump that up earlier. Yeah, probably. you know, like before you. Before, before you check your eggs. Before I check my eggs, right. maybe start something. Yeah. Um, start a medical foundation. I love that. Yeah. Shall we elaborate a little bit? We can. Like, yeah. Um, so I was 15 when I was diagnosed with epilepsy. Um, oh, shit. And there's not really like a cure for that or anything like that. And that kind of led me to just get super interested in like the brain and like 
kind of neurology and stuff like that. Um, so I just think that it would be really cool eventually to, I don't know, start like a medical foundation for cures for stuff. I think that's super fascinating. Yeah. And the brain is crazy. Brain is insane. Brain so is I don't know, so super fascinating to me. Yeah. Very cool. What would the medical foundation be called? I don't have a name for it yet. I haven't gone that far. I just have the idea. I know what like I would want it to do. And like, that's about it. Freeze eggs and sperm. Freeze eggs, and then obviously be a publishing company as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a medical medical so it's foundation a, for freezing eggs and sperm, and it's right. also a publishing company. For, I already planned it. It treats it exclusively treats epilepsy, <laughs> freezing, freezing sperm and eggs, eggs. And, and it's a publishing company. And it's a publishing company. Incredible. <laughs> Um, following your get engaged, Mazel Tov. Yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> the, the we'll fo- see. I mean, you solidified your partner, so it's, it's all in the pipeline. I don't know. Well, actually, you should, you should put, you should put uh, before that, uh, dethaw your partner. Yeah. Right. And then get engaged and then um, get married. Otherwise, then it's just a frozen. frozen. I feel like, like that's like, a little weird. The, yeah, yeah. It could be weird. Yeah. It could be great. It's not a good look. Could be green. <laughs> frozen it's like a frozen partner. They're just there like, oh, hey, this is Jim. Yeah. He's frozen. Yeah. He's frozen. He's just Bro-zone. really cool. He's really quiet. He's really quiet. <laughs> It's like weekend much. at gym. The strong and exactly. silent type. Strong and silent type. He is. He is. Uh, it's like uh, people at the party are like are whispering. She's like, "Have you noticed Jim is like very stiff?" Jim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that Jim. He keeps a Stop. stiff upper lip <laughs> and lower lip. Come to think of it. <laughs> um, okay, so then get married. Uh, um, I yes. love move to the mountains for a sec. Yeah, That's, I feel like that one is kind of more priority at the moment. Yeah. And I especially, I think everybody for, for a sec. Yeah. yeah, just for a sec. Like, I think it would be really nice just to kind of get out and, you know. Be like John Mayer. You buy a ranch a, in Montana. Yeah, you just you get spend out some for time a sec. out there and then you, you still come back to LA exactly. to be a socialite. So I, I love the next one, which is oh God. Uh, the next series, which is, and this is the, <laughs> approaching the end of it. Uh, oh so your life plan ends. Ends in your mid thirties. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Actually, she's always done. Yeah, I've decided. Yeah. she has two kids and then just uh, got dies. Done. Just like <laughs> I feel like, yeah, um, yeah, it's sure. Death You know, so it's uh, have first kid. Uh huh. And this is my favorite favorite part of this, which is a year later, wait six months and try again. <laughs> so a year later, you're gonna wait six months and try again. So is that here's my yeah, question: so- Is it a year and a half? Or is it, or is okay, it six so, months after? Well, I just like. I or don't are we know. talking like fiscal calendar years? Like, is it happening at the end, like the, the H two into H one? I think it's more just like I don't know. I'm very like particular about like personal life and family <laughs> stuff. Like that's why I need the music of like how I make it because that's like where I can expel like the energy that I have in my body but (laughs) it's more of like have a kid and then let that kid just like vibe alone by itself for a year and then you know after a year we can try again maybe if we want another kid but now that I'm thinking about it I don't even know if like kids are the thing like I actually (laughs) I might have to take that out of the life plan if I'm gonna be honest so yeah, I think that's that's more. Wait, did like, I? Did we just talk you out of a kid? Like, did I we think just? You did. did we just like? And maybe marriage. If wait. I'm <laughs> so I'm gonna like delete, delete the last one, delete the last three things. So if somebody bursts through the door, it is like your child, like at 20, just being like, "I'm here to talk you into this." He's like slowly fading. He just, He's like, "I'm from the future." Fading. I'm from the future. I need to defend my existence. <laughs> Okay, what, yeah. what about this? You you have a kid. Okay. You freeze your kid. 
Yeah, yeah. that's probably there. You go. Because uh, just a frozen family. A frozen family. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a Blumhouse movie. Come on. <laughs> but I think going back to I, I, everyone I, listening <laughs> to this, like, what the fuck? I think everybody who's listening to this is 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 actually consulting their life plan and trying to figure and out where like, they oh, where they went I wrong. Should I freeze yeah. my kid? <laughs> they should freeze their kid. That's a new thing. I we don't that. condone. Child freezing. We, we don't condone no. child freezing. But if you do it. want to freeze your child, use our promo code. Our child, freeze. child freeze. Freeze. <laughs> freeze your child seventy five to get twenty percent off your first and frozen child. If you want child. to write a song about it, you can use our company too. <laughs> if you need a frozen child, go to the frozen section at Trader Joe's. They have some stuff there that you would not believe. <laughs> but, In different ages. I think to to put to put a bow on it, there's this quote that I love that I feel like I might have said before that is plans are useless, planning is essential. Yeah. That's that I think what's really beautiful about the goal setting process mm-hmm. is that it's really important to do. I think yeah. that I think it's really useful to orient yourself and say, No, this is what I want out of life. And yeah. I think it can be it can be a little bit absurd to like look at me like, Well, I want a Grammy by this age and and, mm-hmm. and and I want this and this and all these external things, but I think that it's really important to set those goals for yourself. But also, as we just learned, <laughs> everything we want is subject to change. Like on any yeah. given day, you could be like, no, I actually don't want that. Yeah. And, and that that's totally fine. And that it's totally, yeah. it's it's really, that's part of the beauty of life is that you're going to get pulled in directions that you didn't see coming. But I think that it's also very admirable to always have a hand on the steering wheel and be like, no, this is what I think I want out of life right now. Well, and I'm obsessed with chaos. Like I think that, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time in all of our, all three of our lives where we didn't know each other. Yeah. So if at any point, one of us fading from the time travel, you know, were to say, okay, one day you're going to be in a room in Los Angeles mm-hmm. talking on a podcast. Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, who are you? Like, what is, you know, like at a certain point we all met and at a certain point we all made a series of decisions that led to us being in this room. But I just, I look at my life every day and I'm like, I don't, for all of my planning, I don't think that I knew it was going to like happen like this and like that. And yeah, you know, here we would be. And uh, and I'm somebody who plans a lot too. I mean, I I appreciate that we were able to like la- yeah. laugh about this, but, <laughs> but but also the reason I brought it up, and I yeah. and I think like it, there is something really funny about talking about the future because as we experienced this year, you could have all the plans in the world, and then like you're it's stuck inside for for a year. But I, but the reason I brought it up is because genuinely after we hung out and you showed me this plan, I don't think there's been a week where I I didn't think about it mm. because I mean. The obvious thing of like, yeah. should I be freezing my sperm? Um, like that's a bit terrifying yeah. and plastic and all that, whatever. But um, preparing for the worst, yeah. uh, trying to envision. If you told me I'm going to die in LA, I yeah. would. I don't know how I would feel about my life. Like yeah. if you tell me that I might move to the mountains for a sec, I would feel mm. a lot better about what we're doing right now. So yeah. I, I think that there is something really freeing and really important about plotting things out mm-hmm. so that at least the trajectory of your life feels like yours. Yeah. Mm. Cause I think on my worst days, I feel like I'm like on the rails and mm-hmm. like between him and my partner and our manager and like, you know, and all of our collaborators mm-hmm. and friends and our house and whatever that we're just stuck here. Yeah. And on the best days, it's like, Oh sick. Like I, I'm surrounded yeah. by some of my favorite things. And on my worst days, I'm like, what if this is it? What if I can't That's the thing. Yeah, get off the rails? Like- mm-hmm. So at least, you know, the rail, maybe if you're stuck in the rails, it could at least be the cartoon where they're building the track in front of them yeah. as right. they're like, as they're pedaling the the train. But that that's why like, 
you know, I mean, we're yeah. obviously, you know, we had had a laugh, and I appreciate you being a sport about it. But like, <laughs> no, it's fine. But, but, but the only reason I could, I even feel comfortable bringing it up yeah. and like laughing a little bit is because of how much it really. And you remember, I said it at the time, yeah. like it really resonated with me yeah. that like for all my planning, I don't think I've thought mm-hmm. as far as I think I think I've thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think like I also like kind of get into that headspace a bit, and like that's why like this probably just seems like absolutely just you know <laughs> like what like she's planning way far into the future, but I kind of get into the headspace where I'm like, yeah, is this it? And sometimes I'm like, yeah, like this is it, and that's why it's just like I don't know, it's like nothing matters. Like you could, but in the best way, kind of, because yeah. you can just do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's like if you want to like I would rather spend like like my entire life just going for like something that is like going to maybe be disappointing, but or like be frustrating or like have all these negative emotions attached, but be kind of entertaining and like be what I want to be doing rather than like that kind of stuck feeling of like safety because it's like it's just going to end. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and I yeah. think I think like for what it's worth, and it's worth acknowledging that we all, whether we meant to consciously or not, we all did run from something. Yeah. Like we like uh, there was a quote that really resonated with me as a kid from All the King's Men, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it's that like West is where you go when it's time to run away. Mm. And I think that when we finally made it to the Pacific, when we finally made it here, there was something really nice about finally like you know, manifest destiny and finally Mm -hmm. like getting to the West and getting to where I always wanted to live and where we all wanted to run to and like all that stuff. But at the same time, that thing that's pulled me my whole life, the the feeling, the calling of the West or whatever, if you will, um, all of a sudden got really quiet and then nothing Mm -hmm. was pulling me. And that was really scary. And I think for people who are all so used to running, so used to like chasing for something Mm -hmm. to suddenly like not have that like reverberating in your ears so much is a bit terrifying. It's almost like too quiet. And yeah, so is. I feel like to continue to set the goalposts and continue to like let the, I mean, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like to continue to like shape where things can go and to create new calls, even if it's like, you know, the echo of your own voice at mm-hmm. a certain time, that's big. Yeah. So like maybe it's a bit absurd, but I think it's actually the most, especially after this year, one of the most coherent mm-hmm. things uh, about you. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I really appreciate that about you. I have yeah. for the last, I've been meaning, I've been yeah. meaning to tell you that I've been thinking about yeah. that list for a while. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but I think also uh, attacking that from a different angle as well. I think one thing that I think about a lot mm-hmm. is, you know, when I was in high school and I think a lot of artists and people on our path have this experience when you're in high school, you can become uh, a big fish in a small pond yeah. where you kind of rise to the top of like artistically where, wherever you are. And then you go to a place like Berkeley and you realize that now you're surrounded by people who are very similar to you. And then we yeah. all in our own ways find ways of transcending that a little bit and carving out our own space at Berkeley and kind of becoming bigger fish in our own ways in that pond that yeah. is the, the melting pot of Berkeley. And then coming out to LA, all of a sudden we're in the ocean mm-hmm. and it's just... The goal to become a big fish in the ocean is so mind boggling because it's like now you're not just competing against classmates within a contained environment. You're competing against our competition as people on the Hot 100 now, you know, so it's like our goals just get bigger and bigger. And now we're in the end game where all we have to do is just 
figure out the rest of our lives. And that's just yeah. like the process of being an artist and being an adult. And, that, and that's like, I think what's informed our ethos is like the the idea of competing with the ocean is terrifying. So my mm-hmm. first thought is like, and it's like the Mad Men quote of like, you know, if you don't like what they're talking about, change the conversation. Like if it's the idea of competing with everybody in LA, that's daunting. What if we just got rid of the, the competition? What if we were mm-hmm. a community? What if we yeah. all were just working towards the th- same thing and the tide rising every ship? Yeah. Not to blend the ocean metaphor. Right. No, but- I, I think that works. <laughs> <well>. <laughs> nice. um, now we're mixing the metaphors a little yes. bit. But also that like, not to quote everybody, but you know, as James Blake once said, mm-hmm. music can't be everything. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like exactly. the more things have worked out in the music stuff, the more we realized how like hollow it feels without friends or how mm-hmm. hollow it yeah. feels without knowing if you're going to be able to dethaw your partner at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So I, my, my partner has been frozen in carbonite and in, in Jabba's yeah. hut for uh, a while. For a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying to find the best way to dethaw yeah. um, in the Star Wars universe. Right. <laughs> Um, um, you know, you hate when your partner gets frozen in carbonate because of a bounty that's been over their head for a couple of years. It you does know? happen. It, it does it happen. It's more than anyone. you think. Yeah. No one is safe. Yeah. <laughs> Pause in the podcast to remind you that voting is now open for the People's Choice Podcast Awards nominations. You can help us get nominated for an award. Nomination voting is open until July 31st, so go to podcastawards.com to vote for Talking Lion in the music category. We appreciate your support, and we look forward to growing this podcast together. Now back to the show. Are you ready for the question round? The question round. Oh, God, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Before we start the question round, I actually have a question from our Patreon subscriber, Alan C., and he wants to know... What song gets you hype and why? Um, kind of a hard question, but I would say um, Early Paramore or anything by Nothing But Thieves. Love Nothing But Thieves, like especially their album Broken Machine or Moral Panic. It kind of depends on my mood as well, because like if I'm like angry or like really trying to work something out, then it's going to be more of like an aggressive sound. But if I'm just trying to like dance in the street or something, <laughs> honestly, like heads will roll. But like the remix version from the Project X movie, I hate that I'm saying that. But yeah, maybe just something like super intense like that. Or maybe something from like the 2000s, like by MIA or something. Maybe something like that. First question is, what is your phone background? Oh, oh this is embarrassing. Um, it's actually just like the iPhone background. Oh, nice. Oh, interesting. Um, everybody asked me if it's like the flume. Um, it looks like the flume. It does look it, like it the flume It looks like cover. the flume cover, but it's actually just an iPhone preset. I've never changed it from the, when the I got mine. The flower my, one yeah. with the gradient. It's yeah. really pretty. I, for a second, it's I had pretty. some of those on. on I should my... probably do something more personal. Can, 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 yeah, can we unpack it, though? Like, we why? can. Yeah. Um, I don't really like to personalize like things like this because I feel like I'm always going to get a new phone. Fo- like, you know, I, it's just like this isn't something that's very like my phone isn't very personal to me. Like I don't want it to be. I don't, I don't maybe that's just because I have intimacy issues or something, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, it's like, what would I put there? A picture that means something. And then, Oh, that's scary. So yeah. Run away from that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. I'd rather just um, keep it as a tech thing. I am a very particular person, like, yeah. especially with like my spaces, like my room and stuff. Like my room looks like a disaster, but like <laughs> I have very specific 
things. Like my room is not coordinated at all. Like if a designer came into my room, like they would be like, this looks like a thrift shop because it does. Like I, I like to collect things. I hold on to things. Like if you give me, like my dad gave me a cigar over Christmas. Have I used it? No, it's just sitting on my bookcase because Mm. I like to keep it. I like to, like when people give me things, I don't open them. I like to save them. So like my room is just decorated with things, but like subconsciously, I guess that's like why is because I just would rather it you just be don't want to touch it. I just, just want, to, want it to be a phone. That's so interesting. That's I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> the reason. Well, I'm like very similar. Like mm-hmm. my my room is like a, a museum of yeah. like random things, things that people have collected. have collected. My even yeah. my desk is just like a bunch of tchotchkes like <laughs> that I've collected from friends throughout mm-hmm. my life. Um, and my room is a mess. The house writ large is also not the cleanest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. But like I have a, a board on my wall with yeah. like color coded post-its that like I could tell you everything that's on there right yeah. now. Like it is when it comes to like organizing tasks and organizing like files and all that, whatever, I am crazy organized. Yeah. So it is weird. And, you know, I got a journal for everything too. So it's like, it is weird where you focus your your attention. Yeah. I think that like I have such an ambivalent relationship about my phone. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like venom. You mm-hmm. know, it's like like it's symbiotic. Like it needs me and I need it, but yeah. I'm not happy about the arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> um and occasionally it eats my friends. But so I like try to personalize it and I when I open it up like my brother's there and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. But it's gotcha. like my brother in our cover art. So I'm reminded yeah. that like okay, this is to connect with my family and my friends and also for business. And yeah. that's the reminder. Gotcha. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for a while I, I, I had like aesthetic phone backgrounds that were just like stuff I found on the internet. And mm-hmm. recently I've like, my phone background now is like a piece of art that I made. Okay, you know, cool. which, which I think there's something kind of, there's something, it's like that same thing I was saying earlier about living in your own art. There's also yeah. something about like, there's a certain thing you can only get from your relationship with yourself. And like, even though for a while I had like a piece of art that I eventually came to like hate. And even still, sometimes I look at, I look at it and I, you have that thing that when you listen to your own music, all you can sort of hear is Mm -hmm. the flaws in it. But there's also a sense of like trust almost that like, you know, I look at my phone background and it's like, oh yeah, that's me. This looks like me. And this, this feels like an object that belongs to me because I made that, you know, I made that little piece of art. That's fairly cool. Next question. Do you have a non-musical hobby other than painting? Other than painting? I would say like not really collecting things, but like hiking Mm. as well, like working out, but not really anything to like, that's what, you know, I was just having this conversation in the session last week that like the person I was working with and myself, we need like a deep hobby (laughs) because I feel like everybody has like, at least through quarantine, like they've found like a deep hobby and at first I was like oh I really like baking and then I was like oh I really like hiking and then painting and then like creating something physical and if I'm gonna be honest like I kind of have like a wide variety of things that I'm interested in yeah yeah not one thing in particular that I'm like this is what I like to do I think that's great yeah I was saying I I bounce around everything because I love my spaceship so I'm just like going to all the different planets and whatever I would say like I would love to learn how to make candles like that's kind of something that I am like starting to look into and like get ready to kind of start doing these candles yeah like (laughs) I just think that would be super super cool no that's great let us know when you're hiking we love hiking yeah Yeah. I will yeah I've been looking for more excuses to go on hikes Hell yeah. Okay, on to the most important question. Most important question. Are you oh, ready? God, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? Would you mm-hmm. be a pirate? Of course I would. Nice. I, li- I used to live in Florida um, when I was a kid. And like 
we would go to the beach like all the time. And I guess like Tampa Bay, like Buccaneers, like just see like the pirate thing like all mm. the time. So I would say heavily influenced by pirate ships and stuff. Also, like I watched the Goonies a lot when I was a kid. Nice. Heavily yeah, yeah. influenced by Very that cool. movie as a child. So fuck yeah, I would be a pirate. I knew she was going to be team pirate. Yeah. I, 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 Wait, I are people actually like I, not team pirate? No, well, no one and I are actually fiercely divided. Are you actually? Yeah. So we, we actually try to, we're, I'm trying to recruit a crew. Okay. And he's well, trying to I'll recruit Count me a, in. I uh, think I think my position is, and it has gotten more nuanced as the as the podcast has I evolved. I can see him as like being on the ship, but not wanting to be there. But he's still like a pirate. like we kidnapped him exactly. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, just like but then he becomes very useful on the ship, but yeah. like yeah. begrudgingly. I think for me, it's like enemies to lovers. He's definitely on the <laughs> ship. Like there's yeah. no way he's not. I think uh, here's the thing. I don't super love he accidentally. Is just like <laughs> I don't super see? love the ocean. Um. And I, my threshold. I thought you for, said you loved the ocean nice. while you were standing at the shore. Stop nice. it. Uh, Stop. My threshold for like violence is very low. Um, I think for me, it's like <laughs> the idea of a pirate is being very cool. I like the pirate ethos. Like I mm-hmm. like the 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 sort of egalitarian and like mm. counterculture energy. And but okay. I think that that's like that's why I'm a musician in this life. I probably yeah. would be a musician in another in another life or like an artist or some yeah. other kind of counterculture. I don't think I would be like on seas fighting people basically is that that seems like a lot of hullabaloo to me personally it seems like more trouble Amazing. than it's worth but that's also like that's just a kind of pedantic what kind of non-pirate says hullabaloo <laughs> i was just about to ask that yeah that's very that's that's i'm trying yeah. to think first time i heard that word somebody was just explaining it to me was it you who told me no that i don't word? like that word at all i can't even say it okay maybe it's my old roommate like jake bennett <laughs> i think jake bennett told me about oh, that word. jake bennett a legend yeah. and then he literally was just, he would just try to use it as many times in like every sentence for that day and i'm just like what is this word i love words like that or what's what's another you one you love like, saying rigmarole rigmarole yeah what does that like, mean just like, just like stuff just stuff yeah, yeah. i love i love these words that are just like obnoxiously like <laughs> just obnoxious and strange for just like placeholders cool. like hullabaloo that's great yeah it's so much fun to I say like i say yiddish stuff a lot but like michigas is a great yeah, word i say michigas a lot that's a that's a fantastic michigas is is the same thing yeah. okay cool okay related question yes. somewhat to the first question mm. do you have any tattoos i actually don't i want to get some um, what, would just be, like, what would be your first? My first, I guess like I'm, I'm on the fence between tattoos because I feel like if I'm going to get a tattoo, tattoos, plural, they would be kind of like the smaller, thin, like line tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would get them on my hands and like wrists and arms and stuff. But I would probably get like a real heart, like anatomical heart. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's awesome. Or like a sun or something just because. Those all kind of sound, I feel like a lot of people get those. Like for me, those are kind of more well, things. I, I don't like, know a lot of anatomical hearts. But. Maybe not. But yeah, like for me, like those two things are like they connect me to like my parents and um, like little things that or like a strawberry. I would either get one of those things. So heart, sun or strawberry. Cool. I meant to ask yeah. earlier, what, what do your parents do? Like, were they musical as well? So my dad, yes. My mom, not in any way, shape or form. Love her. Um, but she's tone <laughs> dead. Um, oh, like actually capital T? She's just like, she can't sing. She can't. She, yeah, she can't. But um, my dad, that's like kind of where like I got the music influence from. And like I grew up listening to him, like write his own music, play the piano a lot. And like when I was eight, he kind of like mapped out how to write a song. He was like, okay. Because I, I like when I was eight, I had like, I was at school. 
I had my friends and I was like, all right, we're starting a band. I posted this on my story, but my mom found the letter that I had like written to my parents about our band, The Hot Tamales. Nice. And Yo. <laughs> sick that's name. So that's awesome. That's I like sick. even at eight, I was like, that's this is a, a fucking really good sick name. name yeah. The Hot Tamales. So remember the name I was of like, your first song? I myself for that. Um, I don't remember the, n- I, I think it was like something about the world being beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Um, so, and I had like, very anti-life plan of you. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was eight. And then I, like, put our little band together. And I told my parents, I was like, we're going to have rehearsals on Saturday. And, like, this is going to be it. And then my dad was like, do you even know how to write a song? And I was like, no. And so he's like, okay, verse, like, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Like, just try it out. And so that's, like, all I did. Like, starting second grade kind of on is when I started writing. And I still have, like, the song book at home, which is, that's like, cool. kind of cute. But, um, yeah. So my dad did music. And now he does, like, he's in the medical field. And my mom, she's, just, like, real estate kind of vibes. So, I'll do yeah. It. That's my brother, awesome. he's doing Older, school. younger. Younger. So I have a brother. He's two years younger. He's at school at, like, this Berkeley. Oh, cool. In Cal. Yeah, he's more into, like, environmentalism, like, biotech stuff. Oh, Very cool. Go. I hate that my brain works like this, but mm-hmm. I, I I did come up with a a name for uh, a company. Oh, I'm glad yes. that you did. That would, I knew that would be circling. Back. Here's the thing, though, is that I think actually more in line with your interests, okay. it, it would actually be a place where you could either freeze your mm-hmm. stuff, eggs. eggs or sperm, or do painting. Ooh, it's called freeze frame. Ooh, very good. I like that. Very cool. That's that's great. Very cool. Yeah. That's that's all I got. That works. No, no, no. <laughs> End the podcast. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that's great. Oh yeah. Um. Next question. Yes. What was the first concert you ever attended? Oh. <laughs> okay. So technically, the first concert that I ever went to was a David Crowder band concert. A d- who? What? Exactly. So I grew <laughs> up listening to like I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. Like oh, okay. I live like Oklahoma Bible Belt. Like. I wasn't allowed to change the radio station. We would go to church like every Sunday. And then like, it'd be like my mom and I would go to the grocery store. She would leave, go get groceries. And I would like switch it to like, Oh, you were like pirate radio. Like I was like, let me hear whatever I can. And then she would come back. She'd be like, did you change the radio station? I'd be like, no. And um, so first concert I technically went to um, was the David Crowder band concert. I don't even know how I remember that, but they were like a Christian rock band. Um, and then the first like main kind of stream artist concert I went to, my friends had tickets to the Taylor Swift nice. <laughs> uh, Speak Now. Nice. Um, Which is still concert. a Christian band at that time. But. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, she was incredible and yeah, made me want to do this like even more, obviously. Yeah, great definitely. show. How does it feel that you probably wouldn't have been allowed to listen to your music. I definitely would not have been. Like, I was what, like, what's I, that I, like, I wasn't like anything that even sounded remotely like what I'm doing. Like I wasn't allowed to touch it. And <laughs> in a way it's like <laughs> rebellion. It's- yeah. It's literally Taylor's oldest time, like rebellion. It's like, I don't really know. I think that's kind of why I want it. Like not why I wanted to do it, but it's just, it's nice when you're able to expand and when, like, as much as, like, I appreciated, like, my childhood and, like, not necessarily being, like, sheltered, I think it gave me room to grow, like, even more. And, like, to now I know how that kind of music sounds and, like, made me want it even more, if I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest. Well, one of the songs that you made in Joshua Tree yeah. was, like, like <laughs> about reckoning with religion and also, yeah. if I caught it right, like, the patriarchal, like, yeah, aspects it of it. it was a mix of, like, <laughs> it's called Thank God. And <laughs> yeah. it's a mix between, yeah, like... 
patriarchy and like my relationship with like men as a whole and like I guess like God in a way. So yeah. So I was like, I was really fascinated by that, especially because one of the Mm -hmm. first times we talked, like Mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, I grew up like religious, but Mm -hmm. you know, now have my own opinions about all of it. So yeah, yeah, super awesome. But yeah, like when you when you mentioned that, I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, like I doubt you were listening, like allowed to listen to Avril Lavigne, which means that Blink 182, yeah, like Weezer. No, like my dad kind of listened to Santana and like maybe a bit of like Rolling Stones, but not until I was like older. You could be somebody's Bible Belt Rebellion. I could. And that's, that's the goal. Very cool. <laughs> that is the goal. Speaking of opinions and yes. taste, could you recommend our listeners a movie, a book, and a TV show? Whoa. A book, like last thing I read was Normal People. It was given to me by Jake Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, So the writing was interesting because the way it's written, it's more like conversational. And I've mm-hmm. never like, I've never read a book that was written in that kind of way. Mm. Um, the author, I believe she's Scottish. Sally yeah. Rooney. Yeah. Normal people. And then they oh, actually- they made a TV show. Yeah, they did. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I watched it and it broke me. Is it um, good? It's so good. I finished the book probably within like one or two days. Like I read half of it. It took me a second to kind of get into it. And then I just like finished it the next day. It's like, it was really good. And I'm very grateful for that gift. Thank you, Jake, if you listen to this. A legend. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there's a book, Normal People, TV show. Might as well watch it after you read the book, Normal People. There you go. Movie. Hmm. Normal People, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this actually promotion for normal people. Um, I feel like somebody comes on the show, just like my favorite book. The Watchmen comic. My favorite movie, Watchmen by Zack Snyder. Your favorite TV show? Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. I feel like, I'm, no, like, the, I don't know that book. Like, I'm actually a secret kind of like romantic, but um, let's see. Book, I mean, movie. Honestly, I've been watching a lot of sappy rom-coms this week. Hit us with it. Like, I When just Harry Met watched, Sally is one of my favorite movies. That was my favorite movie as a kid. So, yeah, yeah either When Harry Met Sally or probably like My Best Friend's Wedding or something like that. Mm, nice. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know. Something sappy. Love that. But that's just been my my mood. Do you have a scar with a story? I do. This one right here on, on my wrist, wrist, on my yeah. right wrist, like on the top. It's like kind of a long one. <laughs> I was, how old was I? Like like fifth grade, sixth grade. Um, We had just gotten my current dog, Riley, and I was like swimming with her and she scratched me. But it's like, I actually like that I have this scar of hers because like my other dog just like, died a couple weeks ago and so now I have like a little reminder of my dog so it's like kind of sweet I don't really have I think I like kind of have a scar in my lip but that was just like from when I did gymnastics and I tried to do a front flip and like my tooth went through my like my knee popped up and my tooth Uh, went through my lip nope nope nope, so yeah I don't know I got like a couple fun ones but that's about it that's fun what about you guys my best friend and I have a a matching scar that's cool in the similar and and also I got a a, I have a scar on my hand Mm -hmm. from when my dad and I went hiking okay and what I love about both of them for the similar reason of like your dog is that whenever I feel very far from either of them I look down and I know that like like literally my best friend and I we we went skateboarding Mm -hmm. and we both ate dirt and his got like empatigo which is like a staph infection oh wow and we went swimming together so I got it too so it took like four months or five months to actually like heal like that's why like it looks crazy like the scar tissue is crazy yeah um like I still feel it too it's like really Mm. weird um but yeah it's 
it's nice because my friend and I just have this matching scar. Yeah. Then this I got while hiking with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Colorado and it was snowing. So we actually realized it was safer for us to slide down the mountain mm-hmm. and use kind of like like lock arms and like yeah. use a stick to sort of like steer us. And we were like nailing it. We were really like snowboarding down <laughs> until the final like right at the bottom. My foot got caught on a root. I just like tripped over myself. Oh. Um, but then it wound up getting infected because we went to South by Southwest. And if you don't get one infection at South by, then what are you <laughs> even doing? You know? <laughs> oh, I have a scar on my hand that I'm not yeah. entirely sure where it's from. My working theory is uh, a fun little sword fight I got in a, as a kid with a, in Rome. I had a little wooden sword that I used to play with. Oh, and there was like cute. a street performer. In the Coliseum. With, so with like cute. a real sword. And we had gotten into a little skirmish and, I, and he nicked me. And that oh. might be where it's from. I also have okay. a spider bite on my leg oh, that wow. I got in South Africa. I was, it was a, it was, it wasn't New Year's, but it was like basically second New Year's. It's like this, it's kind of like Chinese New Year's. Mm-hmm. It was like a local celebration. And uh, we were staying in this like really shitty apartment in South Africa. And I wake up and there's like, my leg is like, like, no. like fucked up. And I'm no. like, something happened. And I was like, my leg kind of hurts. And we had like a place to walk. And then as soon as I like get up to walk, I like fall down. Like I can't put weight on the leg. It's like like super duper infected. So my dad had to like carry me through the streets while it was like this like New Year celebration, like basically through a parade to like the emergency room. And they're like, yep, that's a that's this kind of spider. And we're like, well, and I still have a little indentation in my leg from the spider bite. That's how bad it was. You might need to start a podcast because we've been doing this for Two years, three years. I've never, and I've known him for six. I've never heard this story. <laughs> no, no one's ever asked. <laughs> well, it's good to know. Oh, God. No I'm really not a spider back. person, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was wow, very not I fun. Really like and I looked them up. They're tiny spiders, too. Like, they, like they're not like the big scary they're, they're ones. They're only in South Africa. Yeah. They could be on you right now. Yeah, no. It's no South <laughs> Africa. Yeah, South yeah. Africa. Just, 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 just don't stay in really shitty apartments in South oh. Africa, and you'll be fine. Fuck. I was, like, on a mattress on the floor. Oh, okay. Next question. What are three thoughts you have at this very moment? Um, very moment. Well, now I'm thinking about starting a podcast. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Add it to your life plan. <laughs> life plan. Freeze um, your podcast. If you would like to freeze your podcast, exactly. use our promo code podfreeze253 yes. oh. to get t- 20% off your first frozen podcast. Exactly. And then, yeah, a little stressed about the whole like egg thing. Oh, my <laughs> mom's calling me. So I'm thinking about that. She's. I'm not going to answer, though. Well, I don't Almost know what done. she wants. We'll, we'll, I'll, t- I'll call her later. Um, That'd be a fascinating twist to the podcast, though, if it was a one-sided <laughs> phone call. Oh, I'm just like, oh, hey, mom. <laughs> I'll talk to her in a second. Um, and then, yeah, probably just like, I think, I feel like I think about just like sitting on music all the time. That's like mm-hmm. a constant stress. But yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking about. I feel that. My mom calling me, sitting on music and starting a podcast or freezing my eggs. <laughs> nice. The stress of the future. And yeah. lastly, uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, I am really looking forward to doing some vocals with you guys. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really fo- like looking forward. To- I might um like I don't know go for like a nice walk after this, just to like be outside a little bit. I've like tried to make that like a routine part of my day. If I'm mm-hmm. gonna be honest, because I feel like I'm inside all the time, like right. doing stuff just like constantly indoors. So I've just tried to make being outside like even if it's for like five or 10 minutes, just like a quick walk around the block. So I'm going to do that, get some vitamin D. And then I'm really excited for like this next month, just because, you know, like doing sessions, seeing people like working a lot. And that makes me really, really excited. And then I'm, I am seeing my mom um, like next weekend. So I'm really excited for that. And are you going home or is she coming out here? She's coming out here. That's awesome. So I'm super excited for that. And 
then yeah, putting out Fool for you. Fucking stoked for that. So yeah, that's what I'm excited for. Very cool. I'm excited yeah. for life. I'm yeah, you just know? like I'm, living life. I'm really excited. I'm also looking forward to painting. Yeah. Oh, we gotta we gotta do that. <laughs> we gotta um, paint. We gotta we'll put put another day in the books and, and you can join us. Yeah, that sounds great. Um yeah. and because uh, making physical art is unlike the the audio waves that we do. Um mm-hmm. And we're really looking forward to your project. It's it's awesome. We were jamming out to it, and so it'll probably be out by the time this is out. So everybody, listen. Um, but overall, you've been our friend for a really long time, yeah. and you probably know more about me and about us than like most people in our life. Oh. Um, so just thank you for for being here, and thank you guys so yeah. much for having me. This has been so much fun, like a highlight of my week. I'm gonna be honest, like this has been such a fucking blast. So thank you so much for having me. Likewise, I'm so excited. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Lion. We would like to thank New Wave, The Truffleist, and Isotope for their support of Talking Lion. If you'd like to show your support, ask our guests your questions, talk to us on Discord, and get a shout out at the end of each episode, subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash talkinglion. Thank you for listening and see you next time.